2: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, let's keep it moving. Welcome to the show. If you're just joining us, Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for being here. MLB playoff time. That means nobody better to talk to than our guy Matt Snyder. CBS Sports Major League Baseball writer extraordinaire on Twitter at Matt Snyder CBS. And because he's a man of refinement and good judgment, also a, a Cubs fan who, like me, has had a rough few weeks.
3: Good morning, Mr. Snyder. Yeah, Ruff doesn't even do it justice because I'm also a Bears fan. Me too. uh, I just saw my dad the other day, and he's like, could the September of sports have been any worse for us? I'm like, not really.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a lifetime of sports fandom for us summed into just a few weeks. Let me ask you a non-baseball question real quick. We have a situation here on the show. Matt, what is the rule when it's your birthday? Do you tell people when it's Matt Snyder's birthday, whenever the hell that is, special day, do you tell people or do you try to hide it from your friends and your colleagues?
3: Uh, neither. I just, I don't, I don't try to hide it, but I don't really tell anybody. You don't slip in a little like, hey Bill,
2: good to be on the radio show. It's my birthday today. Really? No, I don't do that. When's your birthday? I'll remember. August 29th. So it just happened not too long ago. All right. Yeah. Well, it's Tom, pretty daddy's birthday. And I'm, I'm just, although I don't know if we should wish him a happy birthday because he really enjoyed asking what was more painful, Cubs or Bears? For me, it's it's Cubs because I don't believe in the Bears. The Cubs I actually kind of had hope in this year. Uh, the Cubs
3: really got our hopes up, too. I went to the yeah. game on Labor Day, and then they swept the Giants that series. In the playoff, there it was like a 92.4% chance to make the playoffs after that well, series.
2: Yeah. For the Cubs, it was probably 20%.
3: Uh, Matt Snyder,
2: the format for the playoffs, for people that don't know, is that you have two teams in the American League and two teams in the National League, the best two winners of their respective divisions who get a bye, and then it's the other division winner against three card teams. The, the first round is the best of three series, and they're all played at the higher seeds. So if you're the Milwaukee Brewers, you get to host three games in a row, no, no travel days. Do you like, what do you make of, what is your read in terms of what it means for who advances and just what it means for, for fans of the game of, of this format for the playoffs?
3: Well, it, what I like is that it's that they're series instead of one game because the wild card game, while it was really fun, it was really, really fun, it flies in the face of baseball being a game of series. You know, we play 162 games. Every team, the thing that they preach throughout the season is just win series, just keep winning series. So it's not the end of the world if the Braves lose a game to the Royals, for example, because they say, let's just win series. So you get two or three there, that's successful. Um, And then you'd get to that wild card game and it would be just one and done now. And it's like, well, that's not really how baseball's played. So I like that it's a series. Um, Let's give this a few years and see how the teams with buys are affected. If we get five, six, seven years into this and we start seeing most of the teams that have buys come out flat, then maybe I'd be like, hey, why are we punishing these teams? But the team that won the World Series last year was the Astros and they got a buy. Uh, they almost lost game one right out of the bye, but they got that Jordan Alvarez walk-off home run, and then they swept the Mariners, and they swept the Yankees, then they won in six in the World Series. The bye did not affect them, unless you wanted to say the only game they almost lost in the first two rounds was game one, right after their break. Um, but I'm inclined to think that the break isn't too much different from the All-Star break, so they're probably okay. But the only concern there is if the bye teams get cold by not playing for five days.
2: I think it's a reasonable concern, Matt Snyder. And you're right, we'll see to what degree the ability to have some momentum versus having not played for a few days matters. In that context, obviously the Braves and the Dodgers are are considered markedly better than the other teams in, in the National League. Yeah, and, and every, not every year, but many years we'll have surprises, right? We, we've had teams just make these runs. I'm trying to remember. There might have been a year when the Royals played somebody in the World Series, and they were both wild card teams in a, in a previous format. Maybe 2000, and I don't even know, dude. 2014, yeah, 15, 14. So we've seen 14. momentum be a force before. Yeah. So taking the momentum factor in, is there a team or a couple teams that you think if things fall the right way for them, and maybe maybe they get either the Dodgers or the Braves, a little flat-footed. That could be a surprise on the National League side in, the, in these playoffs.
3: It's tougher to say surprise because they just did it last year, but the Phillies are scary. They're, they're they're way better built for the postseason than they are the regular season with just the top-heavy rotation and a few power arms in the bullpen and power up and down the lineup. They weren't really all right at the same time this year, but they've got the horses that if they put it all together for one month, they could win the World Series and they only won 90 games in the regular season. Uh, they're the team that knocked the, the Braves out last year, and they're better this year. Now, the Braves are better, too, but it's, yeah, the Phillies are the one that sticks out to me.
2: Yeah, it's a really interesting, the, the format is interesting. What, what do you, I have a soft place in my heart for the Brewers because as a Cubs fan, I loathe the Cardinals, but I, I kind of respect Milwaukee and the way they grind and the, well, they, the way they build that thing year after year. What is the ceiling for that team if everything goes perfectly this postseason?
3: Uh, I would have said World Series champions uh, yesterday at this time, but we found out Brandon Woodruff is out for at least a wild card series, and it sounds like maybe the whole playoffs because of a shoulder injury that made him miss most of the season. So one of the main things where I would have said their ceiling is winning the World Series, it would be Ryde, Burns, and Woodruff, your two aces, and uh, they have a great bullpen behind them, and it was just scratch and claw to get leads you know, offensively. And hold those leads with the great pitching. I don't feel like without Woodruff that they're capable of that. So ceiling um, advance over the Diamondbacks. Let's see three. So they would play Dodgers. I. It's hard yeah. for me to see them beating the Dodgers. So I think that probably at this without Woodruff, ceiling's probably just to advance one round.
2: Matt, obviously Baltimore has been an
3: awesome awesome
2: story and some young guys that are I'm not a I'm not a fan of that team and I, I watch and I don't watch a lot of I mean I watch a lot of Cubs and Dodgers games right those are the teams that I'm I'm sort of invested in but I find Baltimore just fun like I just they've got some yeah. young guys that are fun to watch they have overperformed and I'm not trying to sell them short all of a sudden I mean they're they're here but they're either going to play if I got this right they're either going to play the Rangers or they're going to play Tampa Bay That that is not an easy pull Do you like whoever they see? Do you like their opportunity, Baltimore's opportunity, the Orioles' chances of just keeping it moving and keeping it rolling and keeping this season
3: going? I really do. They've been doing it all year. I think there's something about young teams when it's their first time. Think about from our perspective, we just talked about being Cubs names. The 2015 Cubs, that was a year early, and it turned out it was because they won the World Series in 2016. But – in 15, they beat the Pirates in that wildcard game, and then they beat the Cardinals, who had won 100 games and were the best team in the regular season, In four in the NLDS. So it's like y- y- there could be some juice in there for a team that's maybe a year early. One of the things that many of us, you know, me included, that's why I said us, had concerns about was the, the, the rotation. And what state is the rotation going to be? They didn't do enough in the offseason. They didn't do enough at the trade deadline. It wasn't really their fault because there weren't that many starting pitchers out there in front of the trade deadline, except like Scherzer and Verlander, and they kind of guided where they went. Um, but Kyle Bradish is eighth level at this point. Grayson Rodriguez has been eighth level since he came back up from the minors. I think that they can piece this rotation together, especially with John Means back from Tommy John surgery. They can look like three frontline starters. So I actually – I have the Orioles coming out of the American League. I I actually really believe in them, and I think that they're going to surprise a lot of people who think they aren't ready for prime time. Part of the the pick for me, though, is I feel like the rest of the league is very vulnerable. Like there's nobody – you always want to look at the Astros, right, because they're always there. They just aren't inspiring. They have a losing record at home, for example. So I think the door is open, and I like the Orioles to, to walk
2: right through it. Matt Snyder here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder. All right, so if the the Orioles are coming out of the American League, who do they beat in the ALCS, and what is your NLCS showdown and prediction?
3: I'll go with the Astros, though, getting to the ALCS. Uh, Again, I I don't fully trust them, but I don't really trust anybody else either. So I'll say Orioles, Astros, that'll be fun. Um, On the NL side, I've got Braves coming out of it. I know it's chalk. But, you know, we haven't had chalk in a full season because I'm kicking 2020 out, uh, since 2013. That was the last time we had the best record in each league in the World Series when it was, uh, Red Sox Cardinals. So I, I think we're ready. I think Braves Orioles is going to be a really fun matchup. It's like the, the grizzled veteran playoff team who won it last, uh, two years ago against the first timers. It's a really, really fun matchup. So I like that. I'll say Braves over Dodgers on the NLCS side again. I know it's chalk, but I hardly ever do that, so I'm doing it this time. And you got Braves National
2: League champion this time when it's all said and done?
3: Or Braves World Series champion? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'll I'll say Braves. their, Their offense is just so good. I know they have pitching issues, but almost everybody does right now, and their offense is good enough to overcome it. There's one through nine... You can argue it's the best offense in baseball history because they're the first offense who has ever slugged over five hundred in an entire season. They slugged five oh one this year.
2: Matt Snyder here on the show. Matt, last question for you, not a playoff question, a trickier one. Trevor Bauer released a video yesterday purporting to walk people through why, at least in the case of one of the accusers, there are others that remain. Um yeah. why he, he thinks it was a that he got a raw a raw deal and that it was unjust and it's a, it's a compelling argument it's obviously his what yeah. is the right read for, do you think what is the right sort of perspective right now given what we know and what we don't know about about Trevor Bauer
3: uh, to try to gather more information at least from my perspective because I don't I'm not going to publicly make any statements or judgments on it until we see more and it would be this isn't an even anti Bauer stance. I want to be careful with only seeing his side, you know, like I I would need to see the the court documents or anything like that. Um, I I will say this, if he is right, and I'm not inclined to fully believe 100%, but if he is, if everything he said is 100% true um, and Major League Baseball would need to look at the other accusers, obviously, but if Major League Baseball's suspension of him was based almost solely on this one, and he's right, they probably would have to revisit that. But, gosh, I'm sure they did more of an investigation and they had a lot more stuff. And you would like to hope that their process would include seeing those texts and that video that he had. Surely Major League Baseball saw that stuff as part of their investigation before they suspended him. I I hope so, at least. Um, So that leads me to believe that there's probably more. Do
2: you think Matt Snyder and it's always hard to have all the details and to know what the hell's going on in these sort of situations with multiple accusers and multiple perspectives and so much on the line for everybody. But if MLB, at, at some point, whatever we do or don't know, comes to the conclusion Trevor Bauer belongs back in Major League Baseball if a team wants him, what kind of a market do you think there would, would be for him?
3: Oh, a decent one. I, there are teams who, I mean, look, I'm not. this is separate from Bauer, so I'm not saying Bauer did anything separate from Bauer, there are guys who got suspended for domestic abuse and got jobs. Um, If if he could help a team win, I I think that he would get signed by somebody. Now, part of the issue is his attitude with teammates has been questioned before. So there is a possibility that there will be teams out there that say his baggage is is too much to consider, but, you know, there have been players, plenty of players who have been suspended for domestic violence and Continued to play. I mean, look, Marcelo Zuna is sitting right in the middle of that Braves lineup right now. And there was a video of him. So if he could help somebody win, I have no doubt that somebody would sign him. Matt Snyder,
2: excellent MLB writer, commentator, CBS Sports.com, CBS Sports HQ on Twitter, Matt Snyder, CBS. Matt, as a Cubs fan, I'll say to you, we always have next year, but maybe we do. And as a host of this radio show, I'll say thank you for coming on and talking to baseball, buddy. Great stuff. All right, man. Take care. Yep. Yeah, pal. Matt Snyder on the show. So I got to figure out for Tom. Tom, I want to play you happy birthday, but you have to pull it. So I have to like ask you to get the present. Is that make it like it's like, Lori, I want to get you this, but can you pick it up on your way home for yourself?
4: Yeah, you're it's a, tricky. You're in a tough spot here.
2: But you didn't give me time, or else I would have had somebody else do it and put it in the system for you.
4: I don't need to tell you that it's my birthday. Not only do I not need to tell you, it's weird if I do.
2: Can you do me a favor? Unrelated to anything, can you pull the Marilyn (laughs) Monroe? What I wanted to do, and I forgot, is get the Marilyn Monroe, Happy birthday, Mr. President. But I was going to have somebody, I was going to find somebody with a similar voice, be like, Happy birthday, pretty daddy, to you. I was going to have that done for you, but I didn't. I forgot it was your birthday.
4: Luckily, I got another one coming around next year.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> there's no guarantee in this world. You could, you know, get a job with the chief of staff of a senator or something.
4: We'll still be best buddies, though, right?
2: Yeah, but you won't be here if you're not here. If you are here, we'll still be bu- Yeah, best friends, Pretty Daddy. You
4: can, like, send it
2: to me in, like, an audio text. Happy birthday, Mr. Pretty Daddy. <laughs> Would have been magical. Happy
4: birthday, pal. Ah, thank you for that. I appreciate I gotta get, that. I, I got to get you something. No, you Especially don't. Especially because you're going to be, probably be bum of the week.
2: Why? I'm just I'm just telling you, man. Here, John C. Happy, happy birthday, Tom. I'm also a non-birthday person. This is what I realize with passing birthdays. 35, glum. 40, depression. 50, devastation. 60, acceptance that I'm no longer 20 years old. John, stop. Birthdays are fine. Kelvin Billings, happy birthday to Tom, pretty daddy, people's, oh, sorry, happy birthday to Tom, pretty people, people's champ daddy, De Celestino. signed the people. P.S., you can have our whole bowls of candy today and only today. Yeah, you can steal whatever you want, man. Go steal a bunch of stuff.
4: Yeah, I can park in any parking spot I want, whether it's assigned to me or not.
2: That guy. Happy birthday, pretty daddy. It's your day, man. Enjoy a lobster roll and your family.
4: That's that's right. A lobster roll. That would be fantastic if I got that. Do
2: do lobster rolls have to be fresh? You can't get a lobster roll in January? Oh my goodness. Yes, it has to be fresh. Can you go lobster? is it lobstering? <laughs> Does one go lo- like one goes fishing?
4: You catch lobsters. You don't go lobstering? No, no, no. Okay. No. Can you go lobstering in the wintertime? Uh, you can try, but I don't think you're going to be very successful. It's
2: not, There's not a robust lobster roll market in, in February. Uh, no, no, there's not. You are being very derisive and judgmental right <laughs> now. I don't know.
4: <laughs> what do you mean? I'm a Midwestern kid, man. A lobster roll—that's my world, man. I didn't see the ocean until I was like 19 or 20. And you dipped your toe, your toe into the lobster roll world, and it you was hated so it. So gross. You hated it. Was it was
2: disgusting. But what's not discussing is your birthday. Tom's going to pull a birthday song for himself. We're going to celebrate his birthday, and we'll do Buy or Sell. Headlines on sports and a take on each one. Happy birthday, Tom, next here on CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
5: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively.
1: Sports.
4: That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three, you bitch! Music. You set my world on fire. Yeah,
5: and even podcasts. What Whatever you face face love, face hear it right here
3: on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome back to Writer Than You.
2: Hey, Rick, Pretty Daddy thinks you're not good enough and you suck because that's who Pretty Daddy is, but it doesn't reflect the rest of the show. Why don't we get him on sometime before before January again?
4: <laughs> All Does that right. work? It's, uh, it's Monday, and I'm already nominated, I feel like, for Bum of the Week. <laughs> Spielman nominated you <laughs> for Hurt Feelings Guy of the Week. Uh, off to a hot start. On CBS Sports Radio.
2: See, now I know why Pretty Daddy over here was going at Rick Spielman, former GM of the Vikings, great guy, CBS Sports HQ, colleague of mine, because your birthday. You're feeling that birthday energy, that, 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 that birthday force field around you, that shield.
4: Happy birthday, buddy! So yesterday, we know why I was nominated for Bum of the Week because Rick Spielman not happy with me today for not telling you it was my birthday. So I'm two for two this week. By the way, new
2: uh, little birthday present for you. It looks like a new affiliate that we just got a tweet about this. The Fan Upstate. Let's go! Let's go, buddy.
4: Always happy to have new affiliates.
2: Love that. Love that South Carolina Energy. The old show at six to ten. We had a lot. We were on there a lot. In- in, in, in that beautiful state. Great place. Been there a few times. Happy birthday to you, Tom. That's your birthday present. It's your birthday. You didn't pull. I, I will sing you happy birthday at the end of the show. Like You think not pulling the birthday song is going to change anything? I don't have the voice of an angel, but I have the heart of one. I'm going to sing you happy birthday later. But first, this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out. Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare. Exit information kit at WesleyFinancialGroup.com.
3: What side
5: will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than
3: You.
2: As I want to do, Tom, sometimes I hijack your Buy or Sell segment, and I will ask you a question from sports or morality or the world, and this is both. Now, I play a lot of practical jokes, and so does my daughter Madeline, who's 14, but sometimes she, like, goes deep into the lie. You know, deep into the just not... So I'm going to tell you something that happened. you got to buy or sell. This is okay. When Damian Lillard... Chris Haynes got this out of him. When Damian Lillard was trying to figure out where the hell he was going to go. And it was clear it wasn't probably going to be Miami. And the Trailblazers were maintaining right before he got sent to the Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to send him to the best possible spot. And there were rumors out there that Toronto was the leader of the clubhouse. OG Ananobi, who's a member of the Raptors, sent Dame a text that said, Welcome to Toronto. And Lila was so unsure whether it was true or not. He had to call his agent. <laughs> That's right on the line between lie and funny prank. Buy or sell? That was
4: okay. Buy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's outstanding. That's like when you texted uh when you texted your buddy Andy Roddick and say, "Hey, what up?" It's Fed. <laughs> yeah. Background
2: that Andy. Well, he's you not. Know, I, I think he unfollowed me on Twitter for that. So Andy Roddick and I used to do a podcast together. Used to be friends. I'm not sure if we're still friends. And he sent a note. No, he put on Twitter, if, if if I lost my phone and all my contacts, if you, if you have my number, let me know who you are. And I wrote, sup, man, it's Fed.
4: <laughs> That's so good. That and he so wrote good. back,
2: bleep you, when our friendship ended. But it
4: was worth it. <laughs> it was worth the joke. That's a good one. That's a all good right. one. All right, Bill, let's get to some NFL here. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, eligible to return from the physically unable to perform list, the pup list, as of yesterday, will resume practicing with the team tomorrow, and could play as soon as Sunday's game against the Titans, according to head coach Shane Steichen. Bill Byersell, Jonathan Taylor, playing the rest of the season with the Colts. And what trade deadline is is the end of this month? End of this month, yes. So I
2: got to factor that in. It's it's really Kawhi Leonard. I mean not Kawhi Leonard. Sorry, bad example. There are many athletes where it's hard to gauge whether they're hurt or not, right, or, or the level of it. Pain tolerance, and obviously Jonathan Taylor's case, his unhappiness with his lack of a deal and how that owner managed things, and him at the start of the year in the offseason. I'll buy it, though. Buy. Tentatively. I mean, is there a world where he gets back out there and he plays really well and they move him for a bunch of stuff? There is, but right now in that division, it's not like the Colts are 0-4. They're not the Bears, man. They're not even the Giants at 1-3. They are potentially competitively mediocre in a mediocre division where you could you could maybe make a push if you got Jonathan Taylor back. So I think yeah, best bet. I think he can play the rest of the year with that team.
4: All right, Bill during an interview with Kansas City's Chris Jones post game on Sunday night, NBC NFL analyst Rodney Harrison said this while talking about Jets quarterback Zach Wilson.
1: Was Zach better tonight than what you anticipated he would be watching him on tape? And you could be honest. Um, honestly, yeah. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, we knew it was going to be a battle. He's continuing to get better week in and week out, and he's continued to lead week in and week out. But watching that tape, man, you got to look at this dude and say, oh, he is garbage. Like we should, we should really tear him apart sure. earlier. Like I said, Zach Wilson is special, man. You just got to give the guy time. You know what wait, I mean? Wait, 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 wait. Did you say Zach Wilson is special? Yeah. I think he had a special night, but I don't think he's special. I've got to prove that over. You're special
5: because you proved it over a course of time. <laughs> he's not special. I'm just saying, Chris. Hey, listen. I'm just saying. Th-
4: Rodney Harrison, as you heard it, there call- calling Zach Wilson garbage. Now Harrison has since apologized to Wilson. My question to you, Bill: Buy or sell Rodney Harrison? Needed to apologize. It's tricky here because how's this different than what I say about people that are that are bumps? He,
2: it, it's interesting because it's out of character for him. And the first thing that I, I saw this
4: live, and I, 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 uh, I thought, is he trying out to be one of Skip Bayless's sparring partners? Does it make any difference that Rodney Harrison obviously played the game? No, not to me.
2: You know what? The thing that is interesting is, I am all about being candid on this show. I'm all about... Saying what I think, and sources get mad, pe- friends get mad, people get mad. And look, I'm not Charles Barkley, but Barkley's done to the highest levels. But you got to be respectful, like you're doing it with Chris Jones. Team. That's the thing.
4: Th- did it feel like he was trying to bait Chris Jones yeah. into saying something bad about Zach Wilson? I'm gonna sell that he just that he owes an apology.
2: Sell. But I do think the producer has to say to him, like, look, man, that's a great conversation, and this is where I would come. Great conversation, great candor, Rodney. Now with the guest is when you don't want our guests to refuse to come back on. Look, if we got... If we got Kirk Cousins on, and I've always made an offer to people to let them know, hey, this is the context of my view on these folks, which is why Chris Paul has been scheduled a few times and then not come on. And on, on, on the old TV show. I, I, you can't do that to Chris Jones. You do it when he leaves. Because then guests aren't going to want to come on. But I... And the thing is, I like candid, authentic criticism. That also felt forced, didn't it? Sounds forced. It sounds
4: like he tried to bait him. Yeah. It was good TV, though. The thing is, awkward TV is good TV. All right, Bill. I know I don't need to tell you this. Come on, man. Don't put Bears questions in (laughs) things. Things aren't going well for the Bears. And Matt Eberflus was pressed yesterday on disgruntled wide receiver Chase Claypool when he met the media yesterday.
5: Is the plan to keep Chase Claypool away from the team until you trade or waive him?
1: Yeah, uh, right now we're just having him stay, uh, you know, not be in the building this week, and then again, Ryan does all the trades and transactions, and we'll decide that as we go forward. Okay. Why so keep him away? Why keep him away from the team right
2: now? What is the rationale behind
1: that? Yeah, we just feel that's the best for the team. We
2: well, just why?
1: It. Yeah, it's just like we said, you know, for in the building, we feel that's best for the team, and really it comes down to this, you know, when you're evaluating players, right? You know, in meetings, you know, in practice. Right And, you know, and, you know in walkthroughs, all those things, it's important that you evaluate the entire body of work, right? And we just, just feel that right now Chase is going to be out of the building as best for our football team. There's almost no scenario where a team would do this unless that player was done with that team. Is that the case with Chase, that he's not going to play for the Bears again? Well, he's, he's uh, like not going to be in the building this week, so he's not playing this week. You know, so that we'll see where it goes from there. And again, like I said, uh, Ryan handles all those all those trades and transactions, and we'll see where it goes. Would you think there's some possibility
5: that then he would, you would have him out of the building? You'd tell him not to come to a game. You'd have him out of the building, not to go to another game, and he would somehow be on the team again at some point and play.
1: All I'm saying right now is that it's he's not in the building this week.
4: Bill, this continued Amazing.
3: for
1: multiple multiple minutes. We yeah. can only play so much here, but this
4: continued. And part of the reason, the Bears just traded for Chase Claypool 11 months ago. Bill, my question to you, buy or sell Matt Eberflus handed these questions properly. Well, first of all, you mispronounced Matt Eberlus. Eberlus, excuse- my fault, Excuse me. My no, it's fault. okay.
2: It's okay. It's a hard one to pronounce. Eberlus. Oh, Matt Eberlus. Here's the context that's necessary. There is reporting out of Chicago this week that in the previous week, Claypool had been told that if your attitude doesn't and your effort doesn't get to the level that we need and expect. Tom's microphone just fell apart. Happy birthday! Uh, if you don't get to the level we need, effort, attitude, all the running routes, all of those things, you you'll, you you won't be you won't play. You won't be in the building. And and then this happened. So obviously he didn't meet those standards. That so I'm going to buy that he handled it right because buy. He's in a situation where I mean, look, man, the Bears are a, a dumpster fire. They are the sky that falls on Chicken Little if it actually fell. They are. Horrible! It's my team, by the way. God, I hate them so much. And whenever Bears fans mad at me for hating the Bears, what do you say now? I, I feel bad for Eber Luce. By the way, can I just say, because I worked at the Chicago Tribune as a, as a newspaper intern 20, God help me, 24 years ago, 23 years ago. Not as a sports writer, but that city, man, that's what that media is about. Like All these guys that are super sensitive when they're in certain markets, you're mean to me. Can you imagine Aaron Rodgers playing in Chicago? I can't either because then they win. That's not what they do, be it crossing the streams and Ghostbusters. But my point is, that is a aggressive media market, and I like it.
4: All right, Bill, let's get to some hoops here. John Morant will be permitted to practice and travel with the Memphis Grizzlies to begin the season while he's serving his 25-game suspension for conduct detrimental to the league. Morant, as you know, was suspended for posing with a handgun in a live stream video back in May Less than two months after he was suspended eight games for displaying a handgun at a live stream video at a Denver nightclub, Bill Byersell, Josh should be allowed to practice and travel with the Grizzlies. Tommy,
2: birthday boy, Tommy, pretty daddy. Let's 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 work through, let's workshop this together because my initial reaction when I saw this, and again as you were giving us the headline that John Morant suspended for 25 games gets to be on the team is. What the hell are they thinking? Let me ask you this, and I'm speculating. I don't know. I should make some calls. Is it possible that they don't want him away from the team because they're worried he'll be hanging out with the wrong people and getting in trouble, and that maybe their hope and maybe the reality to a degree is that the gravitational pull of a basketball career and a basketball team, that when he's a, because people love him in that locker room, when he's a Grizzly, he's a different, better guy, and they're just, they're thinking, the NBA's thinking is, because they want to rehabilitate him. They want him to play. He's a superstar, and he's mesmerizing. So is, that a, is there a reasonable world where they want him with the team and they've made this exception because they think it's the best way to keep him out of trouble?
4: Well, that's a really good call that I had not thought of whatsoever. But wouldn't you be you know handling him with kid gloves and making exceptions for him, which would come back to bite you somewhere down the line? I mean, maybe. But if you have 25 games, which is obviously a lot more than 25 days
2: and the preseason and he's now with the team. He's going to be bored. He's going to be hanging out with these same dudes. And I'm not – you're a grown man. you you got to make your own decisions about what you do, whoever you hang out with. I'm actually going to – I'm going to surprise myself, and I'm going to buy that it's the right call. Because – Same thing LeBron talked about with load management. It's a business, right? It's a business. And the NBA is, needs John Morant to be one of its faces. And, and I'll speak to this. My kid, Henry, my son, who's 11, his first – an only NBA game. I gotta be a better dad since I'm an NBA writer. He um it was against the Grizzlies. And he was there to see LeBron and there to see the Lakers' playoff game. And he was mesmerized by John Moran. He was just like, oh my gosh, when he saw like when he was watching clips and highlights because he wanted to see like who they were gonna play. Right? Just the So I the NBA this accommodation would not happen for every guy in the league minus maybe twelve dudes. He's just such an electric player that I think they, they want everything they can to make sure he comes through this the right way.
4: All right, Bill, let's stay in the NBA here. The Charlotte Hornets have launched a Jersey patch partnership with YouTube and social media star, Mr. Beast. God, I know that is because my kids. Okay. Now, Mr. Beast will advertise his feastables logo on Hornets uniforms and media backdrops for news conferences throughout the season. Mr. Beast, whose real name is Jimmy Donaldson is a North Carolina native and wait for this, Bill, because I could not believe this. Has a combined 350 million social media followers. Bill, buy or sell the Hornets partnership is a smart move. I'm uniquely. So, my wife, Mr. Beast, I apologize, for this,
2: hates Mr. Beast. My son loves Mr. Beast. Those <laughs> things are correlated. We've seen the videos. They're border. They're, are they appropriate? Uh. I'll buy that it's smart, man. The kids Bye. love this dude. There's another. Social media phenomenon, not as big as Mr. Beast, but there's another one my kids all watch and they live in our neighborhood and we see them all the time. My kids freak out. And I have no idea who this guy is. He's just a guy. By or sell, you could have been a social media phenomenon as pretty daddy. Bye.
4: Bye. Just push it for me. Bye. We just didn't we didn't get on that bandwagon early enough. We don't share the same answer for that one, but it's okay. Okay. Let me tell you
2: why, by the way. Mr. Beast is going to do a million YouTube videos that feature the Hornets, and it's going to be kids that are my... that are. I would not be shocked if Henry, my son, or some of his friends who watch Mr. Beast all the time in six months want to be Hornets fans or get Hornets jerseys. I bet it happens. I'm not doing that, by the way. I only rule I have is no Real Madrid jersey in my house. Otherwise, my kid could be a Cardinals fan. He could be whatever he wants. I want him to be happy. I don't know if I can let him be a Hornets fan if we live in L.A. Can we? they're gonna be bad. They're they're just not very good. Who cares? They're gonna be bad. Actually, You're a Bears fan. Actually, I, I take that back. If if Lamella Ball could be healthy and stick around, they, he could be real
4: good. Good team, great team, bad team, eh team. It, you could be a fan of whatever team you if want. If you
2: pick it, look, I inherited the Bears. It's tribal. I didn't choose to have curly hair. I have it, but I accept it. Okay. I, I, same with the Bears. If you're gonna choose your hairstyle or you're gonna choose your team, don't choose one that sucks. But that's not true. To be fair, like I actually I actually think the Hornets have a a chance to be good. I think they're under I think Mitch Cup a smart guy. So maybe I'll let him get a Hornets jersey if he wants it.
3: It's time for no context, buy or sell. Haven't done this in a while. And we haven't.
4: Buy or sell the Angels need to make a splash with a big name manager in order to try and convince Shohei Otani to re sign with them. I mean, he's not resigning, but buy. Sure, go for it. Buy. Go for it. That's a
2: good no context. Do you want to do... Don't you have another no context?
4: It's time for yeah. no context. Yeah. Buy yeah. or sell. Olympics, baby. Bill, buy or sell. It's important for NBA stars to play in the Olympics next year. Uh, buy. That's a tough one. Buy. Because LeBron wants to. I already know the
2: context. I was there. Kevin Durant. Might want to play. I got the con- I got you, Pretty Daddy. Steph, too. Oh, I missed that one. I was at Lakers Media Day. I wasn't monitoring them all like I should be. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you,
4: man. Really nice of you to remember.
2: 35. I can't believe you hid that from me. Uh, we are going to talk a little Trevor Bauer, and we're going to sing happy birthday to Pretty Daddy. That's happening after we are. After we get a CBS Sports Radio update,
5: You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable (coughs) Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crowley Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
5: You're listening
3: to the Writer Than You podcast.
2: All right, welcome back into the show. It is Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder, and Pretty Daddy is the birthday boy. By the way, the Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Chargers linebacker Khalil Mack had six sacks himself on Sunday, Against his former team, the Raiders, max six sacks were the most by a player against his former team since player sacks became an official stat in 1982. Six sacks is a pretty good season, by the way. Single, it's a pretty good season. The defensive player of the week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union. Happy, you know what? Happy birthday a little bit. Let's get through this this story real quick before we get to the happy stuff. Uh, Trevor Bauer has been accused of horrific acts of violence during sexual encounters. He has not played in Major League Baseball since then. The Dodgers basically said, according to sources, not mine, but people that covered the team, that they didn't want him anywhere near that clubhouse before he was removed from that team and Major League Baseball. And many people in the media, myself included, have said, this is horrific, this is awful, the accusations are terrible, he shouldn't be near the game. It's entirely possible we all got it wrong. And I still don't know. I know that horrible things happen to women in this world and that there needs to be a, as much as we can control this a swift and fast response that it's unacceptable I also know that false accusations happen in this world and that there is injustice on both sides of those realities that go down and we I think I hope do the best we can to whatever small degree our voices, our eyeballs on games, our you know, words on social media, our dollars that we spend, small but to whatever degree it can be impactful, I, I think we all want to For the most part, not all of us, but most of us do the right thing. Well, Trevor Bauer has finally been allowed to speak. I'm not going to play the entirety of his clip. He he went on social media. You can find it anywhere. You can also, I tweeted it out yesterday, Sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. The gist of it is Trevor Bauer saying that he was unable to speak about this because of the legal processes. He claims that he is innocent. He claims that he has video proof, and he shows some of this, that is time-stamped to show that at the time that the primary Accuser. Now, there's three others that haven't been addressed yet. That The primary accuser, when she said she had been savagely beaten, he claims and shows what he claims is the video of her being just fine while he sleeps in bed next to her. Now, the other accusers could be obviously completely accurate in their accusations, and I'm imagining, and he hasn't addressed it, Trevor Bauer is going to say, no, they just came forward for money. That's the accusation he makes against the original accuser and shows text messages he purports to show he reports do show that she was angling from the beginning to, in the words that are in these texts that are supposedly hers, get that back and do what she had to get it. Uh, Trevor Bauer deserves a reconsideration. I don't have the answers. I don't know still. And This stuff isn't easy to talk about, which is why a lot of radio hosts won't. I'm going to. And if I was wrong in my condemnation of Trevor Bauer, shame on me then. That's the difficulty of trying to navigate really hard things. Here is how Trevor Bauer concludes his social media posts, his first words on this in
3: a couple of years that I think is worth the entirety of your time. Now, over the last two years, I've been forced to defend my integrity uh, and my reputation in a very public setting. But hopefully this is the last time I have to do so, as I would prefer to just remain focused on doing my job, uh, winning baseball games and entertaining fans around the world. So today, I'm happy to be moving on with my life.
2: I have no conclusions. I think uh, Matt Snyder, CBS Sports MLB writer, who was on the show earlier, I think he said it well. It's hard to know what's going on. It's hard to make sweeping conclusions either way. You would presume, he said this two or three times, because you would presume Major League Baseball did a thorough investigation and saw the things that that are now in this video. But it's not always easy to presume that, that Major League Baseball is competent in the execution of its duties under Robert Manfred. It's not. It's not. So I don't have an answer on what's right or wrong, but I do think it is worth bringing up and saying that maybe Trevor Bauer was wrong. And maybe he wasn't. I don't know. But that consideration, that possibility is something that I think needs to be out there. And I would encourage you, if you're interested in this Trevor Bauer story, just to watch the entirety of, it's about three minutes long, of him fairly specifically addressing the first and primary accuser, although there are three that remain. All right. And we'll revisit this as if and when we get more information. Uh, s- switching gears here, the spectrum of... of realities here as human beings on the show from from that to this happy birthday pretty daddy happy birthday to you i got a bad voice but i got a lot of love in my heart tom
4: you got a magical voice that was great
2: happy there. birthday mr pretty daddy <laughs>
4: happy birthday to you The people's champ, and it's your birthday, bro. The people's chump, that I am. Champ. So you want to tell me your 35th birthday didn't bother you whatsoever? My 40th didn't bother
2: me. My 45th was in February. Didn't bother me. I love my life, man. I feel super blessed. My kids are healthy. My wife still really likes me. I don't know how that's possible after 20
4: years with me. I get to talk about sports for a living. No, man. I'm good. Did you – or I wouldn't even say did you. Do you reflect on the big birthday numbers, like 30, 35, 40? don't care. Really? Also, bro, like, I've always been
2: underestimated. And you know I play a lot of tennis. I used to be – I used to play a lot of hoops, and I used to beat a bunch of dudes that thought that this short little dude was going to get schooled, and now I play a bunch of tennis, and I beat up on Rich Cat. You know what I am? I'm a selfish Robin Hood. I steal self-respect from the rich, and I give it to myself. And I'm still doing that at 45 in tennis.
4: So you can steal, but I can't steal Halloween candy or parking spots I after mine it. was stolen.
2: I take it like Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> you know that show? Cut I off heads it. to get their powers. I, I cut off self-confidence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ducky Hines tweets, Rom-Com Tom. For those of you that are new to the show, including South Carolina, uh, Tom DeCelestino, Pretty Daddy, has had many nicknames. We've settled on Pretty Daddy. But... Sometimes there's a deep cut. Romcom com Tom fan, Ducky here again, wishing our guy at Pretty Daddy CBS a happy birthday. The Who Beer Than Thou family has love for good old Tommy Muscles. Oh, and sports writer, I already have Matt Eberflues as my bum of the week, and I'm not even a Bears fan. All right, I'll write it down. It's a good. But, guys, you're mispronouncing Matt Eberlues, but I understand the point.
4: I have a segment idea. And right. Ducky Hines brought it to my attention just now Hit me with, it. with that tweet. What if we did, this will go very poorly for me, but I think it's a great idea for the show. What if we did on this date in Writer Than You history, and we could put it in a rom-com Tom, if whatever the date is, we go back a year or two years, and you can read my prep email to you that morning, which will inevitably have some version of these are my feelings, I have a broken heart, my high school girlfriend really... You stopped doing that. I know, and it's really good for the show that I did, by the way. It's bad for the show. Well, it's good for the takes,
2: but it's bad for me. Dude, you used to... I mean, yeah, I'm here for it. Let's rom-com Tom it tomorrow, and I'll go back, and I'll, I'll have to go two years. You stopped doing it a year ago. Every analogy was everything was something that happened to you with some girl that broke your heart in high school. A better segment is get her name and get her on the air and be like, "What's wrong with you? This is pretty, Daddy. Don't you know this American? This is the People's Champ." Oh, that's a show. I keep it going, but I can't. Happy birthday, Tom! Thank you for the rest of you for listening. I'm Bill Ryder. We'll see you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.